Hey, we're Bizarre Investigations. I'm Hugh. And I'm Josh. And welcome to part three and probably the final part of Chris Watts. Yeah, should be. Should be. We don't know yet. This is our first time doing this. Uh, you know, every week we record another part towards this shit. So, and we won't even lie. We're we're just winging this shit. We're, we have all the fucking, we have all the information. We're not like winging it completely like, oh, fuck, you know, what did he do this day? It's more like we're winging like what we're going to talk about. Correct. Yeah. We're <laughs> just winging what each episode is going to be about, I guess. Because we, yeah. know, we know the case fairly yeah. well. We know the case very well. So I would I would assume. Yeah. we. Sh- I mean, we do. By now, <laughs> we should. This I mean, I've, part three of it, so. I personally listened to like 15 hours of shit on this, and I think you did too. Yeah. I listened to a few hours. Yeah. Quite a few. I mean, you watch the documentary twice. You watch a whole bunch of the actual other footage. You watch the police can. Yeah. There's the. We, we got a lot of shit on this. It's not bad. And uh, I don't think we're going to do a brain fuck again this week. Just because no. we didn't do one the last yeah, two weeks. Yeah, it would be weird to do it in the third part of this. Yeah. I think it would be. And what? Christmas is next week? Yes. So, uh, Merry Christmas in advance. And uh, I don't know if there's going to be a part four. So, if there's a part four, it'll be on Christmas. But. I don't know. I, I don't think there will be. I think Casey Anthony is going to be on Christmas, but we'll figure it out. The first part. The first part of Casey Because that Anthony. one is definitely going to be a multi-part. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shit on Casey Anthony. Yeah. So it should be pretty fun. Hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, so let's jump into it. I think, I think we're going to talk about his final confession, and then we'll go into the discovery. Okay. Not, not fully like how we said we're going to do, you know, read the entire thing. We're just going to break down the important parts to show it like... This we're not going to try to like what's it called go over what we did last the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. We're just going to try to break down the important shit that you don't see in the news because this happened you know a year or two after the fact. Yeah, like where did fucking what's her name go? Like Nikki and shit like that. Yeah, where did she disappear to? They're, we don't we don't actually know the answer to that. No, like no one's seen her. Like we're talking about like her search history. You know, Chris Watts search history everyone's like all the text messages and shit like that. That's the cool thing about the documentary too, was they showed the text messages between Shanann and her friends. Yeah. Did they, okay. So you see how they showed that and they would show it like typing out uh-huh. and then it would delete some and then type it out again. They're just trying to add, you know, an extra five seconds into the show. You think so? A hundred percent. Because they, they kept misspelled words and stuff in there. Well, yeah, they took her, her exact like text messages. Mm. So that's why, I was just wondering if it was like some kind of thing they had that, re- not they specifically, the documentary people, but like maybe the police have that actually Shows record each like keystroke. Keystroke, yeah. I mean, that'd be cool if they did. But I think it was just just to add the extra, you know, two seconds or Make whatever. Make it look better. Yeah. Yeah. Got like, me then. Like to be like an actual like text, like, you know, oh fuck, you know, I, oh fuck, I misspelled bizarre like we used to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never. Never us. Never us. We never spelt it with two Z's and one R. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, that's not how you spell it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So we, you want to talk about his second confession first? or Yeah. His final confession. Like yeah. what he what? actually said happened. Right. When Okay. So just a little recap. On the first confession, he did say um, he killed Shanann. But Shanann killed the kids. Because Shanann killed the kids. Yes. Yeah. So that was his excuse, and that's what he confessed. I think he went all, almost all the way into the when actually got into the court when he was still saying that stuff. But yeah, no, no, it was he was in prison when he finally you know freed Shanann's name of killing her kids. Yeah, I mean, didn't he get a plea deal, and that's why he did it? No, he's still alive in prison. No, I know that, but like they took death off the table or something like that, so that he would. Uh, I don't know say that the part. truth. Yeah. No. Well, I think he just finally. Said he wanted to talk to the FBI, and the FBI is the one who did his final investigation. Yeah, so on the second one, he actually finally admits, like, okay, no, it was me. I did everything. Yeah. And uh, you want to actually go over, like, we can actually read, like, per, like, everything he said to the FBI. You want to do that? Sure, yeah. You have that? Yep. Never mind. It's uh, five and a half hours. It's a five and a half hour long (laughs) interview, so we figured you guys probably don't want to hear that. Um. There, if you guys just uh, search it, you guys will find it though. You can listen to the entire thing. Um, we'll briefly go over about kind of what he said, pretty much break it down in our own words, pretty much. Yep. All right. So it was the morning of August thirteenth. Uh, Shanann came home from the the airport from her trip. One forty-five ish. Was that what it was? One, yep. Something like that. One twenty-five or forty-five. 
it was in it was in the one o'clock. It was in the one o'clock hour for sure. Um, she goes to bed, and then when Chris wakes up, you know, he apparently said that they actually wanted to talk, and she said, "Wake him up or wake her up when he wakes up." Yeah, I mean, they when they were showing the text messages, he was like, um, he was texting her before she got there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, what was it? The night before this mm-hmm. is when he took Nikki out and didn't even hide it. Was it the night before or two nights before? It was the eleventh, so two nights before. Okay, so that this was... happened on a Monday, and he went out with Nikki on a Saturday, and that's pretty much what got him caught up. I think. Yeah, we'll talk about that that part later on the during the discovery. I just think that that could have led to a uh, an argument. Yeah, and yeah. It w- which could have led to. I mean, not that he wouldn't have done it anyways. I'm just saying, like mm-hmm. that could have like got him mad enough to where he's like, "Fuck it, I'm doing it." Yeah, I I think I think that's the case too. Is he just flat out didn't hide that he went out to Lazy Dog. Yeah. Well, you know, he said he went there, but by himself, right? Yeah, but spent $62. Yeah. And then and then he steak. told her, <laughs> this is, I don't know, this is kind of like some crazy girl stuff. Uh, he told her what he ate, and she went, pulled up the menu, looked up the prices for what he ate, and uh, it's like, well, there's an extra like $60, $30, whatever it was. I mean, to be fair, if I went out and like, oh, I'm just by myself, and I went to a restaurant, and I spent sixty dollars myself. My mm-hmm. wife would be suspicious too. Oh yeah, my wife would just be like, "Why the hell did you drink so much?" Because <laughs> that's where the money would go. Also, I I would never go out by myself. I would go out with my friends. Yeah. I don't think I would go out by myself and eat like that. No, 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 I wouldn't either. All right, so she gets home. They she falls asleep, and then he wakes her up. And they start having a conversation. He straight up said like he got on top of her and like straddled her even though she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And just like kind of like held her down but to talk at first. Held it down just to talk? Just to talk. Like sat on her so she wouldn't be upset. Um, And then slowly after they're talking, he said, now I think he switched us up during Prison. He did because in the first one he said that they they had had sex prior, right? Mm-hmm. And then for some reason he just like lost it or whatever. And, yeah. And uh, but this one he said sat on her, and then after they were talking, he just started strangling her, and he said that she did not fight back whatsoever. Now her family thinks that he started strangling her when she was already asleep. Mm-hmm. Because had he started, like, even though he's in good shape, obviously. Had she he would have started, fought back. Yeah, and there would have been, like, obvious signs. Yeah, there would have been signs of a struggle because, I mean, her family straight up said, like, she would not have done, she would have fought for her life. And he, he claims that she just let it happen. Yeah, she he said while it was happening, she just, like, looked at him and he could tell that she was, like, praying to God that he would, you know, something would happen, like, she would not die. Yeah. And she he even said that he could tell that she was praying. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Not not that she was praying. I mean, an individual's <clears throat> whoa, an individual's uh, instincts would be like automatically to fight back. You know, someone's trying to kill you when they're choking you like that. So oh, for sure. An individual, like anybody, I would think you would automatically be like trying to fight the arms or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something scratching, biting. Any, I mean, probably couldn't bite, but anything you could do to get the individual off you, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Now maybe she thought that. uh he wouldn't, because they were married, she didn't think he would actually go far enough to kill her. Maybe he was abusive already. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I would I would assume that she would have been the type to uh, tell her friends or tell her family. That's true, yeah. No, no, that's true. She seems like she would definitely share anything and everything with people. Yeah, she always seemed like, at least from her family's point, that she was always a strong, independent like woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your family's not going to come out after you die and call you a piece of shit, most likely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think I don't think they would, but the family always said that. that I think that was bullshit. That what he said. Yeah, which could have been. I mean, for me, it makes more sense too. Like that maybe they did get an argument earlier, mm-hmm. and he seems, from everything I've seen, he seems like the type that would just brush it off or ignore it and let it slide. Like for that, for at least the time being. From ev- what everyone said, that he was just like a, a standoffish type of guy. Exactly. So maybe he did do that. Maybe he was like he was super pissed off, but. He said, fuck it, let's go to sleep. He yeah. didn't go to sleep. She did go to sleep. He waited till she was asleep, and then he did it. Which, I mean, I could I could see either way, though, that way you just said or what he said. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't see the fight part where she doesn't fight back. I don't see that either. Even yeah. even if she was asleep, you would think she would at least like come to, mm-hmm. like when someone's grabbing your neck like that. You think so? But uh, either way, I mean that's 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 crazy just to be able to do that to the person you're married to because mm-hmm. you want to move on. And then he said, while it was happening, I think it was Bella's the older one, right? Celeste, no, Celeste is the younger one. Okay, so Bella is the older. Yeah. All right, so. He said that Bella walked in because the entire night she was like waiting for mommy to come home. Yes. She can't, she couldn't wait for mommy to come home. So, uh, she walked in and goes, what's wrong with mommy? And then dad's like, oh, she's just sleeping. And then he then proceeds to grab the blanket and wrap her in it. And then with Bella following him, drags her down the stairs Hmm. and like, like going down, you can hear all the footsteps going down and like just dragging his wife's body down you know the stairs. What I picture is like he's dragging her by the feet, and every step her head bounces off the step like that, like a thud. Mm-hmm. With Bella falling right behind, right. And then at this point, he goes and gets his truck, puts a you know, as you can see in the video, parks. Back, he backs the truck in so that he can put his tools away, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what he does is put Shanann's body on the floorboard, not the floor of the back seat. Well, he I thought he said the floorboard too, mm-hmm. like right below the girl's feet. Yeah. That's where he said he put her, and then yeah. he went and grabbed Bella and Cece, and then put them in there without car seats. Put them in the back seats. Oh, I don't think he really cared about the safety. <laughs> I don't think so either. And then he went to work, and the, he straight up said that he didn't at this time. He did not think he was going to kill his daughters. He said he just wanted to do something with the the body of the wife. I just don't think that's accurate. I think that you had an hour to talk yourself out of it. Mm-hmm on the drive to where you were going. So I I just don't think that if you didn't want to, you wouldn't have done it. Like, yeah. I guess you technically also have an hour to talk yourself into it. That's true. That's true. Um, So he then gets to the, the work site mm-hmm. and he just throws Shanann's body outside of the car. And then he grabs the blankie of Bella because he killed the youngest daughter first. Mm-hmm. So so grab the no. blanket of Cece then. Did he? I thought it was the oldest daughter first. Mm. It was the youngest because the Bella then said, I don't want to, I don't want what happened to Cece to happen to me. Yeah. Then he grabs the blanket, puts it over his daughter's face, and then smuggles her, her smothers. Smothers her. My, my bad. Yeah. Not smuggle. <laughs> <laughs> smothers her to death. And then. Walks her up two flights of stairs into the battery, opens the top eight inch hole, and then shoves her in there. You gotta imagine he had to like really shove her in there though. Eight inches. Mm-hmm. That's pretty small. That's very small. To fit a body in. Yeah. It's not... And then he walks back down. And at this point, um I I is it Bella or Cece? I know. We could look it up real quick just, yeah. so, just so we can have the right information. Okay, so yeah, it was Celeste first and uh, Bella was second. But uh, as we were actually you know, getting the actual quote from him, we found some more information that I didn't know about. Yeah, I mean, I heard something about this. I didn't know he actually said it, though. I heard that uh, on one of the things I watched that yeah. he had said that he tried to kill them in the home. Yeah, so this is an actual quote from him that he sent to uh, Sherlyn Cattle, who wrote the the tragic confession of the Watts family, letters from Christopher. Um, quote, August 13th, the morning of, I went into the girls' rooms first before Shannon and I had our argument. I went to Bella's room, then Cece's room, and used a pillow from their bed to kill them. That's why the cause of death was smothering. After I left Cece's room, I then climbed back in bed with Shannon, and our argument ensured... After Shanann had passed, Bella and Cece woke back up. I'm not sure how they woke back up, but they did. Bella's eyes were bruised and both girls like they had they had been through trauma. That made the act uh that made the act much worse knowing that I went to their rooms first and knowing I still took their lives at the location of the batteries. So that was um he did attempt to murder his well, children he, first. He thought he had already done it. That's that's Something that's kind of crazy. He thought he had already killed his kids before even killing Shanann. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's before she even got home. It could have been. 
Or it could have been when she was sleeping. Yeah. Knowing that that but argument said, was about to take place. But he said an argument had ensued. <clears throat> so that means that it happened after the fact. So maybe he had already killed him. She didn't know that. Like, And then... No, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think it could either been before she got home from the airport mm-hmm. or it could have been after she fell asleep from the airport and then he woke up and tried to do that because he knew something was about to happen. Right. So that actually made, like, that's crazy. It makes it a little crazy error. Yeah. He technically killed his kids twice. I mean, I know the first time they didn't die, but mm-hmm. he thought they did. Yeah, he. I think that's why... Later on in his confession, because we read the whole thing before we started talking about it again. Quote, when she started to get drowsy, I somehow knew how to squeeze the jugular veins until it cut off the blood flow to her brain and she passed out. I knew if I took my hands off, she would just keep me from Nikki. They asked me why uh, she couldn't fight back. It's because she couldn't fight back. Her eyes filled with blood as she looked at me and she died. I knew she was gone when she relieved herself. So I think she learned from... The children was I need to, you know, just continue squeezing. Yeah, and it said, <clears throat> excuse me. It goes on to say Watts was surprised when his daughters walked into his room while he was wrapping Shanann's body in a bed sheet. Yeah. So, so then that's that, why he was surprised, not because they walked into the room mm-hmm. really, but just because he thought they were already dead and then they walked into the room. Now wouldn't so. that be scary? No, I no. mean, like in the situation. No, I mean, no, no. Say it's not your children, right? Let's just right. say you just went, you know, you just killed someone, right? You thought you killed someone. Yeah. And then they walk into a room. Twenty minutes later, somehow, you know, they walk back and they're like, "Hey, well, what the fuck?" Exactly. Yeah, that would be a little uh, crazy. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd trip out for yeah. sure. So let's go back to the the batteries, the oils that you know. So he just killed. Okay, so now, now we got all that information out there. We we were a little concerned once we read that. We're like, okay, we need to get make sure we get that all accurate and yeah. out there. So uh, we got that out there. Now we're at the point where he's arrived back at the batteries. Yeah. So he then, like like how we already said, he dumped Shanann's body on the floor. And then, pretty much just threw it out. From They make it sound like he just threw it out onto the floor. Yeah. Well, that's what that's like his quote. He just threw it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same, you know, events take place. She, he took uh, Cece's blanket, and then after he smothered her, he he then walked her body up to the top of the battery, which is like I said, a two-story battery. Mm-hmm. So he had to climb up two flights of stairs to get up there, and put it in. And then he says, "It was easy." He said, "I was surprised on how easy it was to just let go of her body." Said the girls were just kind of running around the house and watching me with scared looks on their faces. Bella started to cry, and when she did, Celeste started whimpering. What a nightmare this was. I realize now the girls getting up and walking around may have been God's third attempt to stop what I was doing. He took his daughters along with him to the oil field while Shanann's body was still at the back of the truck. And now, I know we're just keep going back and forth, <laughs> but... Quote, I dumped Shanann on the ground. Then I walked back to the truck uh, and with the blanket of uh, Celeste was holding, I put it over her head and smothered her. I couldn't believe how easy it was to just let her drop through the hole and let her go. I heard the splash as she hit the oil. Uh, as she hit the oil. Little quiet Bella had a, you know, a will to live. Out of all three, Bella is the only one who put up a fight. I will hear her soft little voice for the rest of my life saying, Daddy, no. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I think that's what got to me, too. I think because I remember him saying that or seeing that somewhere, and I was like, uh, how could you possibly do that? I don't get it. Yeah. That's, uh, <sighs> it's hard to even, um, during this entire case, it was hard to even, like, look up shit mm-hmm. because of that. Um, I know we said that on the first part, it's like, it's, it's disturbing, man. It's disturbing. It's, you know, it's hard for us as, you know, dads because I, I, I don't know how I would ever be able to, you know, even like comprehend doing this. Yeah, as a father, I couldn't imagine doing it. Yeah. He uh, he then added, she knew what I was doing. She may not have understood death, but she knew I was killing her. The FBI asked me if I was going to take my own life. I told him I thought about it, but honestly, no, I was not going to take my own life. The only reason why is because he was probably just looking forward to going with uh, Nikki, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, that's fucking... Killed his kids and his wife so he can go be with some other chick. 
Like, there's not other ways to do that, man. Yeah, I mean, the main one is, you know, just get a fucking divorce. Like, right? come on, dude. Exactly. Ah, uh, man. Yeah. It's, hard to, it's whole, hard to comprehend, like, the thought process. Like This whole time, like, I know I we're probably not being our normal selves, but, like, I'm just trying to put myself into a situation where I can even think about doing this to my entire family. You'll never be putting, like, you'll never be able to put yourself in that mindset. No. I don't know how you get to that mindset, honestly. <laughs> I don't get it. But, I mean, that's his confession right there. That's his confession. And then he went on with his day. He and called his real estate agent. He called the children's schools saying they're going to un- un- unenroll. Uh, took pictures of flowers, sent it to Nikki. That was a thing. The fact that he said it was easy to drop his daughter into an oil tanker. That's insane. Just just how easy it was to let go. He heard her hit the oil. Yeah. That's wild, dude. Mm. Yeah. Well, like I said, that was the confession of his. And that's the final confession. And I think I think he told he definitely told the police a different story than he told the FBI, but he told the the author of this book a different story than he told the FBI. Did he? I don't think, and I mean, I could be wrong. I could have, maybe they just didn't full, like I didn't watch the entire five and a half hours of the investigate or the confession. Mm. But I don't think I've ever heard of the, the part where he tried to kill them before. I, I did. I'm not going to lie. I did hear something like that, but I thought it was just someone that thought that, like, I didn't think that was actually in, in his confession. Maybe, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe that's why he actually had that story when his first confession that Shanann killed the kids. He said he walked into the room and saw their faces that were blue because mm-hmm. she had a pillow over their faces, right? Mm-hmm. So he actually just, he told the truth, except for the part that it was Shanann. Right. He told how that part happened, but he didn't tell them it was him. Right. Yeah. That's uh, that's crazy. So like, I I, I don't know. I think that, like, why did he think they were dead? He said when they walked in the room, they had trauma in their eyes or something like that. Like, like so I'm assuming, like, some kind of bruising or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but what made him think, like, okay, they're dead. I don't And no. them not being dead. Because you got to be able to see them breathing, I'd assume. Right. I mean, maybe. I was, I know I was, I've been listening to other true crime lately, trying to get, you know, find other topics to talk about and there's this one uh this one killer is i forget his first name but his last name is nelson and he would strangle every single one of his victims mm-hmm. and three of them excuse me three of them survived and the ones that survived like obviously had a big strangulation mark around their necks their eyes were completely bloodshot their bruised and everything like that so maybe that's why but yeah i don't know either way yeah. You want to move on to the <laughs> I, I kind of want to get off that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to move on. Um so what what's next? Are we going to talk about Nikki? Yeah, we can talk about Nikki. Um you, okay. So, before we go on, this is in the discovery and they said it was a typo. They had two different dates and they said, "Oh, it's a typo." They never clarified which one's a typo, okay? But before we get to that part, Nikki claimed to have met uh, Chris in June of 2018, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They at, met at work. Yeah, at work, yep. But the weird thing is, if you look at the discovery, the first time she looked up Shanann Watts was in January of 2018. Which is odd. And I, I did see that they said that was a typo. They had two different dates, and they said, oh, yeah, that's a typo. But they never clar- They didn't clarify if it was a 2017 one or the 2000 January or so. There's two different times. One was in September 2017 that she looked up Shanann Watts. Mm-hmm. And the other one was in January of 2018. But they never clarified which one was. And when did they start talking? I thought it was June. June of 2018. So either way, it's before they even start talking. Either way, it's almost a year before they started talking. So that's, well, why does it matter which one it is? Like, as far as that goes, she's clearly. Well, one could have been um, a, you know, maybe June 8th of 2018, mm-hmm. which would have still been before they met. Because I think they met like June 15th. Either way, I mean, she's looking him up prior to them even meeting. There's something going on there, right? That is very fishy. That's why I said, um, what's her name? Like, Nikki caused this. Yeah. Not because, I I would never say that Nikki killed him because Chris killed him. 
I think it's very clear that she caused this. He openly admitted that he has no idea if he would have killed his family if he not met her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he even did say, so they included a, the Bible passage describing a woman who goes through great lengths to, to seduce a poor, innocent man into being physically, uh, or sorry, being physical with her. She, quote, she lured him in with lewd sex and nude pictures. Um, this is a quote from Cattle, the author of Christopher Watts. She lured him in with lewd sex and nude pictures. No mention whatsoever was made of the lewd pictures that uh, Watts was also sending to Kessinger or the love notes he wrote to her. Uh, nothing about the facts that Watts told her he was separated from his wife, knowing nothing about the fact that the lewdest aspects of the sex were at Chris's in, uh, instance. But I digress. Okay, so he told uh, the author of the book to read Proverbs seven five twenty seven, and you will see Nikki. Or you'll see Nikki. So I'm now going to look up that Bible verse, and I'll read that to you. Okay, so these uh, out of all those uh, quotes, these are the two that make like kind of the most sense towards what's going on. So twenty six is for she hath cast down many wounded. Yeah, many strong men have been slain by her. And 27 is, her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. You said hell. You mean hell? I said hell. I heard hell. Oh, no, I said hell. <laughs> okay. So that that's what the, the Bible passages that he told the author to read. And, I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, there's, like, what is it, 22 of the passages, but... The last two kind of made the most sense to me as far as this case goes. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last two episodes, but in prison, he's found God. Supposedly. I mean, Which, everybody who goes to prison finds fucking God, dude. Yeah, everyone does. I mean, okay, if you think about it, what else are you supposed to do in prison? I don't know. <laughs> Either way, I mean, that seems like to be exactly what everyone who goes to prison finds is God. Well, most of them. Maybe when he, you're in prison, you're fucking, you're fearing hell. You're well, fearing. I think he, this once is, you, you know, go to prison and you're serving five life terms, which is what he's serving, I believe. Three. Three. I've seen five on one page and then three on another, so I don't know which one's accurate. Um, either way, at least three life sentences, you know you're going to die in there. So you're like, well, shit, I better I get right with God because I'm going to die in here. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you can get right with God after you murder your entire family. Yeah. I don't see it, but he probably thinks that, uh, it's possible. It could be. I mean, he does say, you know, forgiveness and whatnot. That's true. I don't get it, but whatever. Whatever. If right. there's any any ever been a candidate for hell, I think he qualifies. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, he definitely qualifies. Exactly. All right, so let's, now let's get back to the part where, you know, Nikki looked up Shanann Watts before they even met. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, what do you think her intentions were there? Do you think, like, because, first of all, Shanann did have a pretty large following on Facebook, right? Yeah. So maybe she accidentally scrolled across her, seen Chris in the background. No, but she Googled Shanann Watts. Correct. But maybe she accidentally came across her, mm-hmm. like on Facebook or whatever, and seen Chris in the background or something like that and, like, was attracted to him. And so she's like, uh, let me Google this person and see if I can find more pictures of could be, yeah. But all she had was to go on was Shanann. But then that leads to the fact that she knew about Shanann and the family. Maybe that's why she started working at the place. That's that's what I think is she... Like this was all calculated. Yeah, because what, she was a geologist. That was her degree, right? I'm not sure. I think, yeah, I think, I think she was a geologist. That's how, that's why she was working with the oil industry. Mm-hmm. She was contracted out by a different company to work for his company, mm-hmm. um, which would make sense. Right, since he is working in the oil industry, they probably want you know you know geological researchers to make sure they're doing things right, so they don't get right. sued and shit like that. Yep. But in my eyes, you know, this could be a typo. The January one, mm-hmm. this could be a typo to be you know June first, which could make sense. But the fact that it's in the discovery as January seventh, two thousand eighteen, kind of shows the fact that it could. <sighs> I like to look at the possibilities because we like conspiracies. Mm-hmm. So I like to look at the possibilities. Um, I think it's possible, like I said, that she somehow came across Shanann and then um, 
somehow seen Chris in a background video or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I was attracted to him. So she starts looking up Shanann to try to see if she could see more on Chris. Yeah. And then she does find more on him. She finds out where he works. So she goes and applies there. Happens to work out with what she's already studying or whatever she has a degree in. Mm-hmm. And so um, she starts working with him. And then she starts slowly like implanting herself into his life. Yeah. And trying to find a way to, you know, manipulate him. And if that's the case, then she definitely, I mean, I can't say she's responsible for the murders, but she's definitely played a role, a fairly big role. Well, like I said last week, uh, he's a very manipulated person. Yeah, he can be, he can be manipulated easily. Yes. yes. Yeah. So she gets in his life and then start, all this just starts happening. He never had an idea of leaving Shanann or getting rid of his family. Until now, my after. question is, when did he start getting in shape? Because if he was not in shape at all before her, then that's something that's weird. Or did he just want to get in better shape after he started talking to her? Like, he already started losing weight, maybe? Mm-hmm. And then he started talking to her, so he's like, oh, I got to get in better shape for this young chick. It could be, yeah. Um, it does say on July 4th, uh, Nick, uh, Nikki visits the Watts home, or sorry, the Watts home for the first time to help him set up his diet and exercise goals. Uh, did the wife know about that? I don't think. I think this is the time that she was in North Carolina and oh, he was to home. Yeah. Well, didn't he just say that's what happened, or or she said that's what happened? I'm I don't pretty know. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she in her interview she says that's what happened. He she only went there to help him with his diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. So this is actually from page 574 of the discovery. Is you know when that happened? Like I said, there's a lot of fucking pages. And okay, yeah, it is confirmed. Uh, June twenty seventh, Shanann leaves the kids for North Carolina. Okay, so yeah, at this point, he is home by himself and meeting up with Nikki. On July sixth, her and or him and Nikki go see a movie together. The first recorded call from Chris' phone between him and Nikki is on July seventh. So that's, interesting, isn't that weird to think that all of her phone calls are recorded? It is weird. <laughs> it, it is weird to think, but we are aware of that. I'm pretty sure. I mean. It's obvious, right? Yeah, I mean, everything you do on your phone is absolutely recorded. No, I'm I'm talking about the um, the fact that even though we had a phone like a phone call from like a year ago is still recorded. Uh, I mean, I think I don't know about that. I mean, when when they dis- did the discovery, this was like a year later. Yeah, but this is like uh so that particular incident is just that they have one registered, not that the phone call is still in some database. Yeah. So they don't they didn't have the actual phone call recorded like they know it had like they just know it happened. Mhm. So in that instance, I mean, yeah. but yes, I'm sure that they do record our phone calls. I'm pretty sure they do, yeah. And everything you do. Like I I actually I I bet you anything there is something that records your keystrokes on your phone and shit. I'm pretty sure there has to be. Makes sense. That's why I mean, even though I do it in my thumbprint. Mhm. I I mean, it's pretty like I did mine when I was pretty young, and I was like, okay, well, now I can't stop it. They already have my thumbprints, so mine as yeah. well. I was going to say, I th- I've seen so many people be like, oh, that's just how they get your fingerprints. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's how they do. That's the only way to do it. Yeah, and well, then at you least use, your thumbprint. Then you use your face to open up your phone. Now they got a picture of your face. I, I mean, not that they don't anyways. But every, social, every person has a social media account that has at least that's one That's not picture. true. Not a lot of people do. When you look at the whole grand scheme of the world, like or the numbers of the world, the population, whatever. There's like three, okay, there's at least three billion people who have social media. I don't, I don't know about that either. That's more than half the, that's like half the fucking world's population. I gotta look it up now. Okay. <laughs> Chris started using a uh, secret calculator app. How many people are on social media? Uh, oh, 4.4 billion. <laughs> <laughs> so more than half the world is on fucking social media. That's not a lot. Well, think about I mean, all it's the a, fucking Okay, so that's obviously countries. a lot, but. Think about all the countries, like India just started getting like. Wi-Fi everywhere. Oh, and I there's bet. a billion people in India. Yeah. <laughs> but not everybody's on social media. That's that's, that's true. That's not not like everyone. Three, over three billion or not. Okay. But that's why I, most poor countries don't have access to, you know, us, like what we have. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm almost I'm almost certain almost probably like ninety percent of the American like United States population has social media. I bet you it's a lot of old people who are not I mean, I know a lot of old, like Facebook was originally created, what, for college people, right? Yeah. But it's a way for 
like every every old person in my family has it just to keep in contact <laughs> with you know no I, I mean i know a lot of old people do have it i'm just saying i bet you that there's a large number of old people who do not have it I, I, yeah i'm that's what i'm saying like 90 percent of you know america mm-hmm. doesn't have it or has it sorry i'd probably say like 60 percent. bullshit that's what i'd assume bullshit <laughs> I gotta look this up again, dude. Come on, man. No, come on. We gotta get on. Yeah, get on go. track, dude. Get on track, man. Come okay, on. so on. Okay, this is way off topic, but do you ever feel weird that you keep looking up like serial killers and murderers on your phone? Yeah, you think that puts us on a watch list? Okay, well, that's for me. Like, if anything ever happens, I'm under like an investigation and shit like that. Like, how come you looked up fucking Chris Watts so many times? How come you looked up, you know, the Zodiac killer and right? I, look I mean, at all God fucking... forbid your family ever comes up missing or whatever. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, they're gonna be like, uh, "You studied a lot of the Chris Watts, Chris Watts case. You studied like all these fucking serial killers. Like, yeah, all my downtime, a, I fucking just all I do is I just, true crime. I enjoy looking at killers. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I you don't know, think that's a little weird? I mean, you can go look at my podcast. I have a podcast about all this shit. Oh, it's definitely weird. It's definitely <laughs> weird. But uh... okay, okay. July 18th, Chris starts transferring photos to a secret calculator app. Now, this calculator looks like a regular calculator. But if you type in the passphrase, which could be like, you know, 17 plus 21, and then that will open up a photo app. Now, inside this photo app was hundreds of pictures of like naked, like lewd pictures of Nikki and, you know, naked pictures of Nikki and shit like that. And Mm -hmm. all their, you know, vacations they went on because they went on a lot of vacations. Well, Uh, I know that they when uh, the family or the Shanann and the girls had left to North Carolina to see family. Mm -hmm. Um, they definitely were on, that's when they really got like into their affair relationship, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were going and doing, what was it was, the sand dunes or some, yeah. some shit like that. But the, yeah, that's when they like really got into their relationship. Affair. Yeah. Now on, uh, July 24th, 2018, uh, Kessinger, Nikki, uh, searches, man I'm having an affair with, says he will leave his wife. Then she put that in. That's why you use DuckDuckGo. That's why you use DuckDuckGo. <laughs> <laughs> On the next day, Chris searches when to say I love you and when to say I love you for the first time in a new relationship. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Now, the sand dune incident took place um, July 28th. Um, now, the next week, like three days later, he then goes to North Carolina to go visit his family because that's where they're from. And you know he was just dreading that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like putting yourself in his mentality at this point, we already know he's pretty much given up on his family. He was just probably like dreading having to go spend time with him. Yeah. And during this time, he tries to uh, have a miscarriage. Or really? tries He gives uh, Shanann oxycodone to, get, to make her have a miscarriage. And he said to this day, he'll never tell who gave him that oxy. Really? That's one thing he'll say. He he will never tell who gave it him that oxy. had to be Nikki, yeah. He could have been, but I mean, how can you get that on an airport? Well, that's not that hard. They don't check for pills. Really? I mean, if you put it in your pocket, they're going to show up and when you walk through the thing. I mean, I told you that what happened to me that one time at an airport where they fucking, I was in my military uniform and they fucking still like did a, like a strip search on me because I brought whole bunch of electronics with me and they thought i was yeah. bringing a bomb well even oxycodone is like it's okay so you can get prescribed that so it's not like it's uh, methamphetamine or anything yeah true on august 7th he tells his supervisor he's going to be going to that one site because no one wants to go there but that was just so he can kill his family yeah we read earlier that he had been planning this for weeks he'd been planning to kill i don't think even his entire family but he had been planning to kill shenan for weeks so mm-hmm. and when he finally did it he was like fucking like okay it's time yep but i mean that kind of goes into the premeditated thing right there for sure the fact that he requested that site because he already knew what he was gonna do he knew he was gonna dump the bodies i wouldn't be surprised if he had that little grave dug out beforehand he could have it would have been i don't want to talk like smart but it would have been the smart thing to do if you know you're gonna kill her Mm -hmm. and you were working there the week prior but then it wouldn't be a 16 inch hole it would have been a fucking full-on grave right right yeah. And you could have, like, literally, and I hate talking about this kind of stuff. Uh, you could literally thrown all three bodies into one grave. You could have planned it out to where, like, you could have probably dug quite a deep hole. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would have probably uh, been easier to get away with or yeah. something. Yeah. So on um, 
August 8th, Shanann tells her friend Sarah Nudd things are not going well with Chris. The same day, Chris tells his friend he's super excited to find out the gender of his baby. Lies. Lies. Yeah. Lies. Absolute, absolute lies. He tried to abort him, or he tried to essentially kill him, right? Yeah, he he did. I mean, and then he successfully killed his son, too. Right. Oh, that's one thing I was going to say earlier. So we were talking about which one he killed first. Technically, it would be his son. Technically, yeah. Out of his kids, I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So on August 9th, my birthday. August 9th. I just turned, uh, was it 2018, 2020 right now? Just 22. turned 22. Yeah, 22. 22. Uh, Chris deletes his Facebook account. Which Why is would really he do weird. that? Yeah, really weird. Now, he claims he did that because he didn't want, he, or Nikki just told her friends about him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to find out that, you know, sh- shenanigans like that. He didn't want that shit to go out there. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I could tell. Okay, on August 10th, Shanann leaves for Arizona for her work trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris goes to work. Um, Chris then asks his buddy, Jeremy Lidstorm, if his daughter could babysit the next evening because he got, I'm using quotation marks here, tickets to the you know the football game. Or is it baseball? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. It wasn't football. I know that because I would remember that. Yeah, of course you would. Oh, yeah. It wasn't football. <laughs> I feel like it was hockey, honestly, but I don't know for sure. On August 11th, the babysitter arrives at the house at 4.25 p.m. And by the way, she was she was uh, interrogated, too. Oh, we're looking at uh, the timeline right now, guys. Yeah. Um, it says on August 11th, too, at 11.18, Chris searches for hiking trails near Aspen. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be another vacation he planned on taking, obviously, right? Well, it was, the- it was. It was. So, Shanann... The day before, on August 10th, Shanann searched for group deals for hotels in Aspen mm-hmm. and sent some info to Chris, and he visited the website a few minutes later. Um, they they set up a trip to, you know, reconnect because Shanann told him, like, you know, I feel like we're dis- distancing ourselves like that. We need to do something. Okay, because we know that he admitted to wanting to kill her for weeks, right? So this is two days prior, mm-hmm. two and three days prior, and... He- why would he even entertain the idea? He's clear, like, okay, I can see now looking at this that she gave him this idea and he actually entertained it by searching it. Or maybe he's seen the brochure that she sent mm-hmm. and she's like, and he's like, ooh, me and Nikki could really do this. <laughs> like, that's like that's what I'm I'm thinking. Like, he was probably like, oh, this does look nice. Me and Nikki would love this. Like, now, I know we didn't talk about this, but Nikki, when he went to North Carolina, Nikki was like, reconnect your relationship. She even, like, there's a text message. She says them. she said that. No, right? there's a text message, like, work I, on your relationship. Why would she want that, though? I don't know. At the same time, she then gets mad at him if they had sex. Like, she went and searched his closet and found condoms. And she did, like, she looked at the expiration dates of the condoms. And, like, this one would have been before we and you got together. But this one is after. So, why is this pack open? Mm. So, it's like, what the fuck? Like, really going, like, bitch, that's my wife. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, she, you should not be questioning me. She should be. Yeah. So on August uh, 11th, Nikki searches online for Chris Watts, Shanann Watts, and Ronnie Watts. And uh, 2825 Saragota t- Trail. Ronnie Watts is uh, Chris's father, right? Yep. That is Papa Watts. Or and the Saratoga Trail. Why? Why? Oh, oh shoot. Whatever. The Saratoga. Where's that at? Saratoga Trail. It's in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. There's one in Colorado. I, I, I knew it sounded familiar. There's one in California, too. Hmm. At 10.19 on August 11th, Shanann searches online for Lazy Dog Menu. Mm-hmm. And 10 minutes later... That's what we were talking about yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. She was right, so I can't really get on her too much about that. That's that crazy girl stuff, though. Right. Uh, 10 minutes later, Shanann calls Chris. They have a three-minute conversation. At 10.30 approximately, Chris arrives home from date with Nicole. Immediately after hanging up with Chris, Shanann texts him, oh, save your receipt so we can write it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Gotcha, bitch. Oh, it's really funny. sad because she died. Uh, at 1031, literally as the time that she says, save your receipt, uh, Chris calls Nicole and they speak for 51 motherfucking minutes. Phone recorded. 
It says, well, it says right there that it actually was recorded. Yeah. Uh, at midnight, approximately, Nicole and Chris discuss him getting an apartment, and she reports he is less enthusiastic about it. Shanann tells Addie about the $60 charge on their card. Uh, on 8.12, Nicole calls Chris. They talk for 30 minutes. It's 8.46 in the morning. Uh, at 9.57 a.m., Shanann asks Chris if they can go get their kid's backpack and lunch is ready for school the next morning, which is weird because he never goes to school. What? And the kids never go to school the next day. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. That, that they never the, made it to school. So that, for me, for the friend that was there, Nikki, the, Nicole, sorry, the good friend, um, if I didn't see the kids' lunch that, lunches were packed in the morning, knowing that they have a strict routine, like, all right, you know, Chris wakes up, gets the lunches ready, gets their backpacks ready, get all the shit ready. Like, that would be a red flag for me. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was a red flag for Nikki, or sorry, Nicole as well. Sorry, there's no bad Nikki and good Nicole. Right. And uh, I don't think he ever did. And he kept, another thing is, the school started on the day that the kids died, right? Mm-hmm. He told reporters that his school, or the kids' school starts next week. It's weird. So he thought the school started on August 20th rather than August 13th, hmm. but started on August 13th. And at this time, uh, Shanann's in Arizona? Yeah, she's in Arizona at this time. On a work business yep. shit? Yep. Not sh- shit, trip. Yeah. Um, uh, at 5 p.m. on August 12th, Shanann tells, uh, has dinner with her friends in Arizona. She tells her friends that Chris and her are having problems. And she also brings up the $60 charge card at the restaurant. Um, Chris texts Cody Roberts and says he will go straight to Servi 319 in the morning. And I think at this point, he's just trying to cover his tracks, making sure no one else is going to be there in the morning time. Right. So he can get, you know, do his shit that he wants to do. Hmm. Chris and the kids FaceTime with Shanann's dad before bed. <sighs> that means he was one of the last ones to see him alive. That's fucking sad to say. Yeah. Um, at 9.28 on August 12th, Chris calls Nicole and they talk for 111 minutes, almost two fucking hours. Nikki calls Nikki. Oh, sorry, yeah. Nikki for 111 minutes. She reports having a TV in the background. Chris tells Nicole that he'll be going straight into the field the next day. That is on page five and 506 of the, what's it called? The Discovery. Mm-hmm. Now, everything we're reading, this is just like someone went through and actually had made a timeline of discovery from you know the start of the year until i think a month after so this is everything but we're just summarizing it right we've talked about a lot of this this is just what is documented legally in the fucking this is the legal documents it says that uh shanann's flight was delayed at 9 44 Mm -hmm. so that that means she gets home later than she was expecting yep also, uh, she finally left Arizona at 11.08 p.m., so that's a couple hours later, well, yeah. about a little over an hour. Uh, Shanann, on August 13th at 1.25 a.m., Shanann texts Casey saying that they landed in Denver. Oh, wait, 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 wait real quick. Um, so at midnight, Shanann tells Karen Epps she will see her tomorrow morning at the kids' school, so that's one more person expecting to see her. That's true. So I don't even know who the Karen Epps is individual is but clearly like a friend or whatever and wouldn't you think that the school would have been calling like hey it's the first day of school where the fuck are your kids at no he unrolled them not not at this time he unrolled them at like eight in the morning well yeah they probably weren't even due to school until eight so they probably hadn't mm-hmm. even attempted to make the call yet that's true but he unenrolled them so no and then um it's still weird to, you know unenroll the day of it's that's, weird. that's it's pretty super weird it's pretty suspicious um okay at two in the morning on august 13th shanann receives an email notifying her that her credit card was declined and this uh completely counteracts the fact that chris originally said that when they got home she went straight to bed yeah and she says here she arrived at 148 yeah but then she was on her phone trying to buy shit So so she was awake yeah at 5.18 in the morning, Chris starts his work truck. At 5.27, he backs the truck into the driveway. So and at real quick, I just kind of want to point out the obvious here. 
uh, be, that means between 2 a.m. and 5.18 a.m. is when she was murdered. So that little three-hour uh, three window. Mm-hmm. At uh, 6.31, Chris texts Cody Roberts to advise he is at Survey 319. At 6.41, Chris texts Chad McNeil to advise he is at Survey 319. So he left his home at 5.45, and he literally texts his boss right when he arrived, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's about how long it would have taken to get there. So he literally has body, the body in his vehicle, his kids getting ready to die, and he has the time to text his boss saying, hey, I'm here. Yeah. No yeah. biggie, I'm here. At 6.53, he actually arrives at uh, Survey 319 per GPS. At 7.40, Chris sends a phony text message to Shanann's phone. At 8.26, or sorry, 8.25, Chris makes a phony call to Shanann's phone. 826, Chris searches for the kids' uh, school and calls them. At 828, uh, Chris calls the realtor to discuss the selling of the house. At 830, estimated, Chris calls uh, the school and tells the kids will not be attending, then ask if they are there. So they were supposed to be there. Yeah, I'd imagine they should have just been getting I because kids normally start around 8 o'clock, I'd assume. Yeah. So, yeah, 830 a.m. Uh, employees arrive at serving 319. So during this entire time, I'm guessing before so he, he had, made that first what, what phone say, call. What did it say he arrived? 6.53 is when he actually arrived according to GPS. So within um, an hour. The other employees arrived at 8.30. Yeah. So he had like just over an hour. Over an hour to dig a 16-inch hole to dump his wife and then murder, kill his two daughters. Murder his kids, throw them in the oil. Yep. Imagine uh, being an employee there like they worked with him. And uh, realizing that you guys were working around all these dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 8.51, Troy McCoy arrives at Survey 319. So that was one of those people that he texted saying he's there. No, it wasn't. Never mind. That was Cody and Chad. What are two Chad names? That's what I would expect from... <laughs> <laughs> at 9 a.m., Nicole, the good Nicole, makes the first call requesting a well-being check. At 9.15, Shanann misses scheduled doctor's appointment. So that's weird. I always thought that the only reason why she did a welfare check was because she called the doctor and the doctor said, no, more monkey jump on the back. No, but remember, uh, she was like volunteering to take her yeah. to the doctor's appointment. So at nine o'clock, she hasn't even responded about if she needs a ride or not. Mm-hmm. So she's probably concerned. She's probably been texting her or calling her or whatever for 30, 40 minutes yeah. with nothing. So... She probably fully expected to be taking her to the doctors. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, um, at ten ten. So this is like every single tr- true crime podcast I listen to. They always made a big deal about him looking up the song the "To Lewis. Battery" yeah. by Metallica. Now, it's not like he was a big Metallica fan. Like he actually had a Metallica tattoo on him. Like he was a big. So if you know a song, or you know, if you're that big of a fan of a band. You know their fucking lyrics. Mm-hmm. Now, inside the lyrics is "I killed my fan." I'm quoting it. I don't. I don't. I'm not quoting it. Sorry. I'm summarizing it. So I killed my family. Something battery. No. Mm-hmm. So he apparently he's always known to look up songs on how he's feeling at the time. Yeah. And he just killed his family, and he looked up the best part, especially because he put his kids inside of a battery. It's weird, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it says right there, at 1033, Chris searches hotels in Aspen, so he was clearly planning on Nikki, not Shanann. Yeah. No, because then he cancels it. At 1044, Chris calls the Weston Snow Snowmass re, uh, Resort. At 1045, searches Groupon. No, what I'm saying is mentally, he was thinking about taking Nikki, not Shanann. Probably, yeah. Oh, it's clear. Otherwise, why was he still searching it after after the fact? <laughs> After he had already killed her. Yeah. Well, I maybe just to cancel it so they can save their money. Because then he calls Groupon, gets Groupon's um, contact information. At noon, Chris leaves his work to head home. At one thirty six, Nicole contacts the Frederick Police Department to request a welfare check on Shanann. So she's been probably at the house for like three hours. Mm-hmm. So that's good friend. I know we already said this a few times, but... She's a good fucking friend. A little bit. If you have a if you have a friend that's worried about you that much, keep them. <laughs> Probably a good idea. 
because if your husband tries to kill you, then they got your back. Um, at 1.40, the officer arrives on scene to conduct the welfare check. Chris sends another phony text message to Shanann's phone at 2.11. And then, for some reason, it says that Nicole leaves for work at 3 p.m. Nicole uh, Kessinger. Yeah, sorry. Nikki, my bad, my bad. Uh, at 3.45, Nikki gets a text message from Chris about his family being gone and ask him to call her. Or, sorry, ask her, her to call, to call him. him. Yeah. Nikki calls him per request. Um. Now this whole time, now this is during the day, right? This is after they've been killed, mm-hmm. he's still worried about calling Nikki. Right. Well, clearly he he has no remorse whatsoever. He's still looking up hotels. Um. He's going on Groupon. He's acting nonchalant about calling the kids school. I mean, he he has no remorse whatsoever. He doesn't care. Yeah. Now, now the the discovery goes way more in depth, right? There's 1,900 fucking pages. Yeah. I don't want to get too much into this because we kind of touch on a lot of this already. So. This is just kind of... I think that's a good spot to end it. I mean, there's whole, like, thousands of pages. There's 2,000 pages. Yeah, we can go on for another five hours if we wanted to on this stuff, maybe longer. Um, I don't think it's necessary. We've talked about pretty much all of the stuff that's covered in here, just not as in-depth as as it is. Yeah. I t- you know what? I You good on this? I think I'm good on this. No, I'm good on it, yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they talk a few more times. Nikki and Chris, they talk... Uh, for 50 minutes and then they hang up and then they talk for 52 minutes and hang up. Girls scheduled to start school to, uh, today after being out of summer. Um, they then at midnight, they talk again for 31 minutes. They, after they hang up, they call again for three minutes and eight minutes and one minute. So they keep calling each other all throughout the fucking night. They finally stop talking that to each other. That is a little weird. I'm looking at it right now. So on 814, they're calling each other one, two, three, four, five, at least five, six times, something like that. And, like talking for three minutes, eight minutes, one minute, 11 minutes, 31 minutes. Like that's a little weird. The final call was 11 minutes long. And then they finally went to bed at two, two Oh six in the morning. Yeah. Like what the fuck? So I guess the whole point of this was just to show that Nikki was always involved during this entire time. Right. She was always informed of what's going on. Always talking to him constantly. As you can see, like constantly fucking talking. And, I guarantee you, Chris fucking, if if Nikki did not know this, you know, I'm being like, she's like the dumb blonde. She did not know what's going on, which I don't believe whatsoever. She had to have known at that point. She There's no way that Chris did not tell him, her during that time, what he did. Even if it's like not a straightforward confession, just like saying, hey, they're gone. We don't got to worry about it no more type of thing. And to start our family. Right. Mm-hmm. We won't be having to worry about these guys anymore. Stupid family I made. Yeah. So actually, before we end this, another these are weird ones right here. At 5 p.m. the next day, so August 14th, Nikki searches, can cops trace text messages? Hmm. At 5.24 p.m., searches, how long do phone companies keep text messages? And then... Chris says he's going to be confirming he's going to be in the fantasy football league. That's important. Got to confirm. <laughs> so it's just weird. like what what Nikki searches is really weird because she always searches searches. It just makes her look suspicious as hell. Super fucking. Su- what like, kind of text messages is she worried about them finding? So the fact that she said she had no idea like the family was gone, she's just as surprised as everyone else. Why is she worried about text messaging text messages being traced? Right. Or how long text messages are held. I still think she could have been there the day that they were all killed. Well, yeah, the, or the, f- night, the, the phone company had a GPS ping that she was in the, the area. Now, it wasn't, you know, they can't, like, get your GPS currently. You know how, like, right now our phones can show up, like, we're right here in, in this house. Mm-hmm. They can't really do that. They can just ping because... Off the closest tower? Yeah. Who? There was another YouTube, or Netflix documentary of this guy who was said he was a killer, but he was actually at a Dodgers game. And the sales tower showed that he was in the area, but it was like a like a 20-mile radius of where he was at. Mm. And within that radius was the killing. And the only reason he got away with it was because there was an HBO series being filmed at that Dodger game. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember time. the case, but I do and know And you could see now. him in there. Yeah. Can you imagine how lucky that fucker That's is? That's extremely lucky. Apparently, you can't record at like a live Dodgers game. But HBO actually got, like, the one time that happens, HBO's there and that guy was in the fucking footage. Like, he bumps into the guy. Like, he got lucky. 
He definitely got lucky for sure. That but, guy did. Yeah, yeah, but you can't fucking. I don't think you can find out where you're at. But it you pings know. though. So with the, what I've seen, and I watched the blacklist, so I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it pings off the closest tower. So if you're like driving around town, and it'll and you're going from tower to tower, it'll ping off of the tower that's closest. Yeah. So I think that's what they found with her as well, as far as being close to the house that night. <sighs> I was going over all this shit, and it's just pissing me off again. The good thing is, on August 22nd, Nikki was fired from her job. That is a good thing. Yeah. She probably needed it, although she's disappeared since this all happened, so whatever. Yeah, then no one's ever seen her. She did ask, the, I think we talked about this too, she asked the FBI or whatever, uh, can I change my identity or name or whatever, right? Yep. Or how she can do it, she asked them, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure nobody's heard from her since this whole stuff happened, right? It's been, uh, yep. been a couple of years and she's pretty much disappeared. Has completely disappeared. Which is weird, man. I just think that she, there's no way she's not involved in some kind of way. She has to be involved. Even if it's just prior knowledge that he was going to kill her. Yeah. At that point, you're still... I, I feel like that's a crime. If you know someone's going to kill someone, you don't do nothing about it. And you don't report it, yeah. That's a crime. For sure, dude. Um, Maybe she knew, like, okay, he's going to kill Shanann, but he, she didn't know about the kids. Even if that's the case. That's still a, a accomplice, right? Yeah. Absolutely. If you have prior knowledge and like you don't if you say anything, if you're in a car, right, and you're with all your buddies, right, and you mm-hmm. go to a gas station, and you stay in the car, you're you're the driver, you're staying in your car while they go and they sit and go get some smokes, and then they come out and they just rob the store, and they get inside your car and you drive away, you're an accomplice. You're the driver. You're the getaway driver. You're yeah. going to fucking jail too. Well, I mean, if you had no knowledge of them robbing it, I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to argue that you had no knowledge of them robbing it even after the fact, which would be hard to prove. Yeah. Unless, yeah, unless you like, yeah. go straight to the police afterwards and like, hey, my, I was involved in a robbery and it was not my intention. I feel like that's the only way you can get out of it. Probably. But if you don't say nothing and you just go on with your day and they find out that you are the driver of the car and you didn't say shit, you're going to jail. Absolutely, man. Unless you can probably have a plea deal if you give away the information of other yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, trust me, on the blacklist, they do plea deals all the time. <laughs> He's he's been watching this shit at work, motherfucker. Come on, man. <laughs> I would never, never. All right. Well, you wanna, you wanna end this? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Um, do you have any closing thoughts or anything on this case? Uh, he's a piece of shit. Chris Blogs is a piece of shit. I feel like this ep- this episode was all over the place. Yeah, it was. But I think we kind of like touched up on a few things that needed some closure and needed to be. Uh said i guess i don't really yeah i don't know know. but either way man uh that'll conclude the chris watts case if you guys want us to do the discovery discovery the entire discovery let us know yes like i said we need more than one person two people two people we're good (laughs) what we just did right now too at the end of this episode was just highlights it was yeah seriously it was just highlights highlights and it and it took a while so we didn't didn't even go through the entire thing we just out of the highlights, we picked our highlighted moments. Correct. And that was us with just going along, just like scrolling through the fucking page just so we can see shit. Uh, but yeah, if you want us to do the whole thing, just let us know and we'll do it. It's going to take us a few weeks, maybe even like a few months. It'll take us a long time because well, first of all, we'll have to find the time to actually record this. And still, you know, release other episodes at the same time. Correct. So I hope you none of you guys say you want us to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but we will if you do. But we will. All right. Um... Well, I think that's it, right? That'll that'll do. That's uh, an hour-long episode for the last one. We didn't want to make it a a four-parter. Make sure you follow us on social media. On Bizarre Investigations Podcast, we are on, what, Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. Yep. So follow us there. If you guys got an email you want to send us, a story, anything at all you want to send us, send Mm -hmm. it to bizarreinvestigations at gmail.com. Yep. Also, um, if we missed anything that you guys want us to touch on, or maybe uh, we'll do a little what touch up on this episode yeah. if we missed anything and you guys I mean, want us to all, talk about it. Always more reports. Like he just apparently he got in trouble a fucking month ago right. in prison. Like we can always do like follow ups. Like if there's any big leads, like if Nikki comes out of hiding, we can do something. Right. Yeah. Um, also, there's that one guy who said he was in a relationship with in him. a relationship with him or some shit. Yeah. 
I don't believe it. That's just that's why I didn't really bring it up because I don't believe it. I hate when people just try to get famous off of like, oh, I fucked the serial killer. I was like, congratulations, come Uh, on. Oh, good job, bud. (laughs) Good job, bud. Um, I know we actually. I don't think we've ever asked this. Can you guys like leave us like a five star review or you know leave us a review and just tell us how we did? Or if you have any questions, like if you think we fucked up on something, or you know we're doing a bad job, you have any like tips for us? Send it to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Let us know like how we can make this better. I don't think we have ever said that actually, but we never said that. That's good. Yeah, for sure. If you can leave us a review and let us know how we're doing, that'd be awesome. And if you know, like I said, if you have any tips for us, send it on social media or send us an email. Like, hey, you guys should really you know do this, or you know you guys are really fucking quiet, or you know your audio sounds like poop. Let us know. Yeah. Also, uh, like criticism is key. Absolutely. And if we ever miss anything, not just in this episode, but in any episode that you would like us to discuss or talk about. Let us know. We When we do a brain hour, maybe we'll discuss it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing to do on a brain hour is touch up on some old cases that mm-hmm. we missed on, missed some stuff on. So if you guys have anything, let us know. Seriously, yeah. 100%. Let us know anything. But uh, other than that, I think that's pretty much it. You got anything? I got nothing left for you. All right. Well, uh, toodaloo. Peace out.